0: because you're more mellow, because you make time for yourself, you're more confident in your decisions. You feel like you can see more clearly, like you're more aware of what you want and where you wanna go. And so everything is able to be ordered more. This is
1: not your mother's middle age. No longer is waking up each day, living the wash, rinse and repeat cycle acceptable. We have the life lessons the relationships, the wins and the losses with which to navigate to our highest self without hesitation and without fear leading the way. We have been there and done that. And so we have so much to offer the world and each other. So join me on this journey, speaking to ordinary women doing extraordinary things for new insights, new ideas, new medical breakthroughs and new life lessons. You will be inspired to find your best life here and now. My name is Wendy Charles McGuire, and this is your Second Wind Podcast. Okay, Second Winders, this is the episode I have been waiting to share with you. It is with Murphy McCandless. She has been on previously. Her last episode was called How the Sky and Your Birth Explain Everything. It was a very popular episode that we had and I would suggest you go back and listen to that because that will prime you for today's information. Murphy is an intuitive astrologer, a tarot card reader, and just a badass kind of gal. Hey. She came to my daughter. Hey. <laughs> she came to my daughter's bridal shower, which was a small gathering of very close friends, and offered to, to do do a reading for each person as they saw fit. And, you know, most everyone in there has not had that happen and, or participated in anything like that. And everybody except one person was all about trying it out and their faces from when they went into the room with you to when they came out, they sat down, their jaws were open. They're like, I don't understand how she figured that out. I don't know how she knew that because it's not like you had a guest list ahead of time. And I didn't even know who was coming. Totally. And then Aaron was so excited, favorite daughter Erin went in, and she just came out and she, she was just elated. You could tell it affected her soul. And she just, it just, it gives you peace when you're on the right course. It gives you peace to know if your decisions are going in the right direction. It's just, a, it's, it's a really neat kind of grounding tool. Anyway, without further ado, I would like to get to date. Today's subject is, here we are in 2021. The pandemic is starting to release its ugly grip on all of us throughout the world. However, just cruising on ahead isn't really going to work like it has in the past. Murphy, welcome to
0: Second Wind. Thank you. Thank you. So glad to be back. I don't even know how to breathe after such an introduction like that. So <laughs> yeah, you that's know, a gift. It's just the ad lib gift. I just go with it, man. Just
1: go with it. it. So so never come. So so tell us
0: tell us where we're at. Tell us uh go. Do your thing, girl. Yeah. So I think the most interesting thing is um as things start to change, and a lot of society starts to open back up more, especially uh parts of the country, parts of the world that have been really severely locked down, uh, as I'm sure like so many people know, like uh, all of my close friends that like were in New York like bolted uh and then kept trying to come back, and then were like, "Nope, sorry bye." <laughs> One of my closest friends lives out in L.A. and she's had a real rough time of it, the whole pandemic, just with uh, how everything has been out in California. So with things starting to open back up again, you know, the initial energy is all of this pent up energy wants to find somewhere to go. Um, You've either had your revelations and want to put them to work or you've had your depression and you want to go be around people and not have it anymore. (laughs) Uh, however, the frustrating part with that is that if we try to jump too forcefully back out into like the new normal or what used to be, or whatever phrase you want to use for it, it almost tends to, we tend to trip over our own feet energetically in the process. And what's happening is yes, there might have been a lot of like uh, pent up energy or revelations. Yes, there might have been a lot of like anxiety or depression that we want to try to like push through now that things are starting to get back to some semblance of what we remember. But the problem with that is that it was still a huge trauma. (laughs) It was like a huge year of trauma and we still need to take a little bit more time and a little bit more breath to walk through it. You can't just jump back into what you used to be or what you want to be in the future, because I think most of us don't realize that we haven't really quite processed everything that happened. We haven't really quite worked through it in our minds or talked to people about all of the things that we went through and the depths that we went through them and how we were affected and how we were changed on core personhood levels. And so there's a lot of, um, almost buried heartbreak because of that and trying to jump too forcefully out into it, especially with how this year looks astrologically is going to be rough because you, you'll start to feel like you're actually making progress and like things are getting back to normal. And then all of a sudden you're going to hit one of the transits that we have going on. It's just going to stop you like dead in your tracks. Like, nope, go back, reevaluate. You know, it's a it's, uh, it's doozy. So explain this, explain this,
1: explain this transit thing, because I think I felt that. I think um, you get all gun ho and then it's all of a sudden you're like, whoa, and you, and you pull back. Yeah. What, what, what is a transit?
0: Yeah. So um, like I explained in the previous episode, how about how you have a placement for um, every planet, like sun all the way out through Pluto. We still count Pluto as a planet. <laughs> um, you, that, those placements are always constantly changing. Um, every single day, some more than others. Uh, so things like the moon change like into a different sign every two and a half to three days. Things like Pluto change into a new sign every nine to 14 years, just depending. Um, and so with all of those changes, they all affect people different ways, obviously, based on your natal chart, Um, like the time you were born, it'll show up in your chart a different way. Uh, It'll affect like your core personality in a lot of ways. You'll notice like a lot of patterns with people when they go through different transits, because when you look at a chart, if anybody ever is to pull up an astrological chart that shows you where all of those little planets are at the moment, it basically just looks like a circle with a whole bunch of like geometric shapes in it. And so when you do that with transits, what you're basically doing is you're creating those geometric shapes and it's just kind of like reading math. (laughs) Like this math is good. Like squares are like, uh, squares are like challenges. So that's quote, like bad math, not, not necessarily, but it's quote, uh, what's the better word actually squares are quote uh, challenging math. Those are like your harder math problems that you need to like write out and that you need to go through like the proofs that everybody did like you know, a million years ago in school,
1: (laughs) whereas you know how you got the remainder
0: three. Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) Show how you got that remainder three. Oh,
0: no. Oh, no. Yeah. That's how squares make you feel. They make you feel like, (laughs) oh, no. (laughs) No. Um, and so there are okay. a whole bunch of, uh, you know, a whole bunch of names for a whole bunch of different types of transits like that. Um, but what uh, they basically do when you have these large ones that we're all going through at the same time is you're combining different energies in different ways. So, you know, one of the most popular ones is Mercury retrograde. Uh, you know, pretty much anybody, everybody knows about mm. Mercury re- Mercury retrograde, Lord. Um, <laughs> Can you explain it for us. and. In-
1: yeah. So you know, I hear the term all the time, but I couldn't actually tell you what it means. But yeah. I know like weird things happen and everybody's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm like this because Mercury is in retrograde.
0: Retrograde. Like, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's my favorite. I love it when people use astrology right? as an excuse for their bad behavior. P.S. Um, <laughs> stop using it. as an excuse. <laughs> uh, from an astrologer. <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um a retrograde, that's when um a planet appears to be moving backwards, uh, based on its uh placement in the sky in correlation to us. So it's not actually moving backwards, obviously, um, but it appears to be moving backwards, and so what that translates uh to metaphorically, when you're looking at it in terms of reading the energy, is instead of expressing that energy outwards you are internalizing that energy because it's moving backwards. And so with that, uh, the reason why there are often so many like mistakes and missteps during Mercury retrograde is because people are trying to externalize something that needs to be internalized. So it is a great time for reflection. It is a great time for moving very carefully, moving very slowly, uh, You know, crossing all your T's, dotting all of your I's um going back through and looking at why you feel a certain way so it's typically known for like its stereotypes our technology messes up your ex is going to text you and like you're going to like trip over your feet and be late for everything <laughs> that's what they're typically known for but if wow you, yeah if you use astrology from a psychological uh, edification standpoint then your ex texting you is really more so about you coming to closure and figuring out how you felt about that relationship, because there probably was something energetically in you that you actually hadn't finished working through. And then instead of just like using it as a way to like reconcile, that's a way for you to find peace within yourself for you. And with the technology messing up, it's most likely just mm-hmm. due to a lack of understanding of what you're working with and a lack of patience. And the same thing with the traffic, like people are always late during Mercury retrograde. I'm, I'm like, if you have important meetings during Mercury retrograde, like leave 30 minutes early, leave 30 minutes early, like take your time like breathe, like don't try to like beat the clock because you're going to run out of time before you even know it. And so during these retrogrades, particularly Mercury, because it's an energy that deals with communication, uh, how we form our thoughts, uh, how we express those thoughts to others and in what area of life we are most proficient at expressing those thoughts. Really what's most important during those Mercury retrogrades is to really reflect deeply on why you think and feel about whatever it is that comes up.
1: Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes total sense.
0: It's almost like it's um, it's like
1: a foreshadowing, like of a movie. Like, okay, this is what's going on. So
0: if you pay attention, you can prevent. Oh, I love that. I'm gonna totally steal that. So do, do you want to? Do you want to be an astrologer? That is a. Oh my gosh! Story. You can. <laughs> I don't know. I just kind of like thought of it that way
1: because that it seems like it's a, it's a clue.
0: Yeah. I'm right. We're given
1: these clues from the universe all the time. People I, people I interview are like, yeah, you get these taps on the shoulder and it's for you to pay attention. And when you don't things blow up and then you're like, oh, that's why I was getting tapped on the shoulder, but, but we just need to listen. So we have all these people like you out there know how to read this stuff it's it's mathematical it's scientific and i mean it's it's like here here's your cholesterol test it's these (laughs) are your numbers you do with you what you want with it right i mean it yeah it's very subjective almost
0: yeah it's uh i love that so is mercury in retrograde now not quite are yet About to be, uh, it is about to be. So, uh, with mercury retrograde, um, and this is why I always teach that people shouldn't be afraid of it. Cause it happens three times every year. Like every year it happens three times. It happens like, Oh, three times every single year in different signs. Now this year, the mercury retrogrades are in what's called the air right. signs. So they deal heavily, heavily with communication and how we form our narrative about life. And so, You know, that's part of the reason. And what month, what months are we dealing with? Yeah. For Uh, people listening may not be. That is fantastic. I have my list right up here. Sorry. Apologies. Again, I am one of those. Nice. That has like a thousand windows open, like at all times. So (laughs) it's like a constant shuffling. Call them portals for today. Portals. Your windows are portals. Portals. I (laughs) love that. All the terminology. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we have. Um, Why not? Yeah. The first one we already had uh, was back in January. Um, this next one is coming up on May 29th. So that will probably be after this episode airs. Um, oh. most likely. Um, so yes. just gotten into it we will be about like a week, maybe just a couple days into it by then. Um, and then the last Mercury retrograde okay. will happen on September 27th.
1: And these last how long?
0: They normally last uh, for about a four to six week period. There's uh, a lot of astrological jumbo conversation about how specific that time period is, but I would say most people feel it pretty heavily for about five weeks. Typically, that's the average. But
1: okay, so I've totally derailed you, (laughs) and we have now talked about retrograde and transit transit yeah transits yes is that what we talked about yes (laughs) um so so go back to navigating with your tools that you have navigating us through the new 2021 as we are approaching you know getting
0: towards the summer months we're yes we're in we're in may right now Yes. So um, this summer, it's especially important to uh, remember to sort of come out steadily. You know, like I mentioned with the retrogrades, like we're about to start off the summer with uh, one retrograde. And then through the middle of June, we have a transit that is uh, a Saturn-Uranus square transit. uh, We've already had that earlier this year. Uh, We have two more. And what this means energetically is you have everything that is about the structure of society, um, what we think about as a collective in terms of what is moral, what is duty, what is responsibility. And it is coming into a, a challenging aspect energy with everything that we think about being a humanitarian, living out your purpose, doing what's best for everyone. So you have this energy that is saying that you have to be obligated and responsible and carry duty. And it feels almost like it's conflicting with our sense of morality and humanity. And so what that translates into is, yeah, is that there's still... There's still a lot of tension. I would estimate that there's probably still going to be quite a few like political civil rights moments that happen, particularly in, in the hotter summer months, and really taking the time to listen to ourselves, to other people, to process, um, and to really receive what's going on around us and not get caught up in that energy because there is a a time where it can become very destructive. And this is on a macro level in terms of like government and civil rights and things like that. But it's also on a, on a micro level as well. Like this would be the time in which, you know, long term relationships that have been together for like 20, 30 years, just all of a sudden break up out of nowhere. And nobody knows why, because one person seemed to like have a total like life crisis and go off the rocker and doesn't want anything to do with the other person anymore, etc. Or or uh, companies that you thought would never like, oh my gosh, that's anything totally like that. Totally happening. <laughs> <laughs> totally happening. Yeah. So this is how I'm in the
1: middle of one of those.
0: Yeah, it's it's a it's a very it's a very intense energy, and you add these uh, air retrogrades on top of that. This is all about people rewriting their narratives, and that's why it's so important this year to not try to push past the pandemic and act like it didn't happen and act like it doesn't matter anymore because just because our external circumstances in relation to it have changed doesn't mean that we have actually internally processed what our role in it was in it, how it affected us, how it affected our family, how it has changed our beliefs. Like 2020 is going to go down in the books as one of those like massive like turning points in terms of uh, morals and how people think as a collective and what our goals are for like the long term of, of our our societies and the world, you know? And, you know, if you look through history, those mm-hmm. are pretty traumatic years, Are always very pivotal in reshaping humanity's interests going forward, you know? Um, and so it's just, like I said, take it easy. <laughs> if you push too hard on anything, it will crack and it will break. And when it breaks, it's going to be the kind of break that you can't put back together. And you shouldn't put back together. So anybody that is going through like job loss or a terrible breakup or just something completely unexpected that they feel they don't have the tools for, instead of trying to go back and put those pieces together, spoiler alert, you won't be able to look at how this opens up your world for something new that you have probably always secretly wanted deep inside, but you were always too afraid to admit, too afraid to go out and chase. You were hampered by your responsibilities. You were hampered by your obligations. You're hampered by your cultural conditioning to go out and make the changes necessary to get what you really wanted at your heart.
1: So are you saying energetically because of these energies, these, these alignments, this mathematical world we live in of energy, right, of the universe, that these pitfalls are unavoidable. And it's just a matter of us being prepared almost of how to, the people that will succeed and move forward through this in the best will, will have, what will they have had? What will they have needed to do? Yeah. So I know for me personally, I look back at the, at the, at the pandemic and I'm like, yeah, that was an inconvenience. Yeah. That, that was a bummer. I had to work really hard for a while when I really didn't want to. And it's, it's, it's annoying and obnoxious now in the restaurant business where people just, we had a gal that just quit up and quit for no reason and she was just saying how much money she was making and oh thanks thanks you we helped her through this rough time in her life and she's a mother she's a grandmother and she just quit and it's like well, when when does that happen in the real world and it's like but we don't have anybody like and nobody's applying so it's very obnoxious right now the energy in that respect as far as i'm looking at it from my point of view it's obnoxious energy of, I don't know of of people not wanting to work of of the wish lists, mm-hmm. you know maybe ifs I don't I don't I don't know is that normal right now? Yeah, I would say or, that or is that because I haven't really sucked in the whole wind of the pandemic and what it really did? I don't know.
0: I think that the best way for businesses to get. Um, not necessarily ahead, because that's a very like, that's a very corporate jargon, you know, to get out ahead of something that mm, gives the idea that right. you have some sort of control over the circumstances. And anytime you try to bring the idea of I have control into astrology, into tarot, into any of the spiritual uh, uh, arts or, that you know, that makes it sound like it's Harry Potter. I don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, the realms, the realms. Yeah. Anytime you practices. Exactly. Anytime you try to bring the idea of I have control into any of these practices, that is when your practice is going to either start to fall apart or be impossible for you to understand. Mm. So that's when like, like when that happens with me, I like try to pull cards like for myself and I look at the cards and I think that I'm like looking at a foreign language because I don't understand it because I'm trying to control outcomes. And so of course, my ego is getting in the way uh, and the message is not very clear to me. And so in order to, well, guess, better, yeah. yeah, better terminology for getting out in front or in, ahead of something, I would like to say is to get into flow with something and to get into the flow with this energy is to start thinking about how making, uh, making yourself adaptable to the circumstances that seem terrible is actually very edifying for your business so for businesses specifically this means okay like people don't want to work so how do we figure out how to change our model to run with less people to run with what we have like what do we have to do do we have to change our menu do we have to change our service style do we have to change our hours you know and i think a lot of businesses especially in the restaurant industry are struggling a lot with that and they're all trying to find different ways To change their model and find what fits best for them. And I think that what will come from that is something that is ultimately better for everybody. Now, I am an optimist, so I always choose to see things that way. But (laughs) uh, I think it's giving people a chance to remodel their business structures in ways that will ultimately be beneficial to everybody long-term. And so, you know, a lot of times that does require like changing a lot. Like I know a couple of restaurants that are getting renovated to be completely like pandemic compliant going forward. So if it ever happens again, they're like good to go. They don't even have to limit capacity in the restaurants because of the way that they've been built and structured. Uh, I know a lot that are changing their business models, Mm -hmm. you know, that are using more, uh, technology interaction rather than people interaction. Yeah. Which, you know, you definitely couldn't have done a few years ago when there's a wealth of people, you know, but now maybe it's something to move towards. Maybe all of these people wanting to leave the restaurant industry is what's best for them. And then the restaurant industry can find a way to change and adapt their models according to that. And you know, it's always a it's a it's a delicate, it's a delicate balance in that way because you don't want to do anything that is going to hurt yourself or hurt others. And at the same time, you know, like you want to continue to do well. And so a lot of businesses are struggling with adapting to that. I mean, that's why there's like now hiring signs everywhere. And and part of it is that people probably don't want to work everywhere. But part of it is that people just don't know what the heck to do with their lives now. You know, <laughs> like it, it's really? like, yeah it's a very, there's still just a lot that needs to be worked through before we can settle back into a new structure on a societal level. There's a lot of people that don't really understand the choices that made, they made and why they made them and why they're making the choices that they're making now. And a lot of people are still living in an internal sort of chaos and not realizing that that's manifesting into their external reality.
1: I think my son's in that category right now. As a matter of fact, my youngest son. Yeah. (laughs) That and it's almost, yeah. Like, oh, I definitely want to be in the restaurant business. I really want to take over the business, but I don't think that's. I think there's an inner struggle there. I really do, and it's, yeah. I'm gonna have to have you sit with him, but I digress. (laughs) Let's go back to moving forward in, in this time now. Kind of like uncovered some. Some issues that we're seeing.
0: Yeah. Um, and uh it's a great time to point out that it doesn't even have to be all doom and gloom. And like I've talked a lot about like society and your responsibility and reevaluating your values and da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. Um, but uh one really good transit that we are going to have this year that sort of adds a um a soft lining to all of these like heavy, like heady ideas and concepts about who we are is we have what's called uh, the Jupiter in Pisces transit. It just uh, started about a week ago um, and it's going to continue um, throughout the year. And what this does is this sort of gives us an added softness. This is where we can look to cut the tension in our life when we are struggling between finding out what we should do, what we want to do, what we need to do, what we're going to do, what's best for us, and all those big questions. Um, Jupiter and Pisces is where we can actually uh, drill down to, well, what makes me feel useful and happy? How do I feel like I am fulfilling a purpose and not wasting away and like I can actually be passionate and I can actually be creative but I don't have to work myself to death because <laughs> uh, it's very- yeah, so much- wait, Murphy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, so you're saying, so we have this, I love that you're bringing that up. Jupiter and Pisces started a week ago. Here we go, the whole year. Yes. Added softness, all this stuff. Yeah. How do we, as an individual, like, what do you do? Look up at the sky and go, so Jupiter, <laughs> uh, well, like, what do you do? How do you tap into that? I don't know. I want to. Yeah. Good. No, That sounds <laughs> like something I'm interested
0: in. <laughs> I mean, you totally could. I know I know people that like legit talk to like every full moon. Um, which I'm not saying I haven't ever like looked up in the moon and be like, hey, you look good tonight. But <laughs> um, yeah, no, so hey, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. pull a Joey from Friends on it. Um I would say <laughs> with the Jupiter and Pisces. The way to really tap into this energy is again, like you need to be able to be quiet. And I know that that's probably the last thing that a majority of people want to do right now that have been like stuck inside and been like forced quietness on them for the last year and a half or so Uh or long. But really, that's the best way to do it because Jupiter and Pisces is almost this sort of um, easy luck that can come into your life. But it requires you to sort of let go, to not have any sort of like, okay, next I have to do this. Then later this week, I have to do this. And then later this week, I have to do this. And then like, I have all of these appointments that I have to make. And then I have this deal that I have to get done by this month and by this quarter. And then like, I have to go here and I have to do that. And I have to please this person. And then I have to show up to this event. It's very difficult for Jupiter and Pisces energy to really like soak down into your bones. Unless you really just like take a moment to just like chill out, relax, do whatever makes you just feel like the most you and feel the most relaxed. And then as long as you continuously make time for those moments, even if it's just like 10 minutes, like twice a week, that your phone's on do not disturb, it doesn't matter what anybody else does, like it doesn't matter whatever they say, like that's your 10 minutes, like twice a week for yourself. And a lot of people are like, oh, well, I can't do that. Like, I constantly get people and I'm like, do you meditate? Like, do you pray? Like, do you have any sort of spiritual practice? They're like, well, I can't shut my mind down for like even 10 minutes. So I don't even want to try. And I was like, but you have to try. <laughs> like nobody ever starts meditating and then meditate right. for two hours, their first meditation session, like the first time they right. sit down. You know, that's a very Americanized ideal in which we think that if we're going to do something, we should be good at it right now, right away, the first time we do it. Meditation, like by definition of it as a practice is something that you're normally not that great at the first few times that you do it and you have to work your way up. Nobody sits down in our modern world and thinks like, Hey, I'm gonna meditate for an hour, the very first time I do it, and be completely successful. Every person that has ever meditated, like at, at least that is probably like you know from the United States, sat down to meditate and literally 30 seconds into it was like, did I write the grocery list that I have to get later? Like you know,
1: yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> TM,
0: we had a whole show
1: about transcendental meditation, which is like the idiot's guide to meditation. Is how, uh, how I say anybody can do it. We had Elaine Pomfrey on. She actually teaches the teachers of this. And, um, I am a student of it. However, I get locked out of the app a lot because I don't do it for a long time. And then I go to do it and I'm locked out of the app. And then I have to like email the teacher. Yeah, busy. <laughs> and then, um, but it's bad. It's, it, and, uh, and I think what you're reminding, at least myself, is that you you still have all these things in your book, right? You still have all these appointments. You still have all these things you you must do because that's part of being responsible uh, person in society. However, you totally can notch out this time every day. I can, I yes. should. Everybody yeah. needs to do it and just sit. And you're saying, I think what you're saying is, if you if you just sit, you're going to be able to absorb some of this calming. Um, introspective, softer kind of energy to do what? To help you deal with the chaos that's headed our way or what are you saying?
0: I think when you have that time, like when you make that time for yourself, like on a daily basis, what that does, especially with this transit, since it's almost sort of like amplifying the need for self-care is that you allow yourself to stay in flow more of the time instead of getting taken out of it by thinking about your problems and what you have to do and what's next. When you continuously make this time for you, especially during this Jupiter and Pisces transit where it wants to take care of you. It wants to give you good things. It wants to give you a lot of fulfilling, bright emotions and creativity and good luck and opportunities. Like it wants to, it's literally on the opposite side of the door being like, Hey, yo, just like chill out for like a few minutes, just chill out. I have all these gifts that I want to give you, but I can't open the door because it's locked. And the only way you can unlock the door is if you just sit quietly for like a minute or a dance or pray or whatever your version of like mental, emotional self-care is. You know, some people it's much more active, like some people dance and sing and that gets them into the flow state. You know, other people meditate, uh, other people cook, you know, it's, it can be totally different for everybody, but whatever really just puts you in that flow and makes you feel intuitive. and makes you feel connected where you just lose track of time. When you do that and you start doing it regularly, that's going to mellow you out. Like it's going to mm -hmm, really, really make you feel more relaxed throughout your day. So when you have to make decisions on the fly, if a sudden uh, problem comes up with one of these Mercury retrogrades or the Saturn Uranus square transits, then when a sudden problem comes up, you're not thinking, oh, crap, oh, crap, oh, crap. How am I going to do this? What am I going to do? Now I have to think about this. Now I have to think about that. I don't think we're going to be able to do this. Because you're more mellow, because you make time for yourself, you're more confident in your decisions. You feel like you can see more clearly, like you're more aware of what you want and where you want to go. And so everything is able to be ordered more. So instead of feeling like you're in chaos, you actually feel like you're in flow. And to your point earlier, what you asked about how we can work with what feels like such a chaotic energy, that's really the best thing that you can do is shift the perspective on it instead of chaos that you're having to jump into and try to find your place in. This is flow that you can drop into and find your place in because dropping into flow and dropping into chaos might look like they're two very different things. But when you approach them from the proper mindset, they're actually one and the same. Oh, ah, well said, <laughs> thank you. Well
1: said, yeah, when, when I when I do the TM consistently, nothing ruffles my feathers. And even when I'm just dabbling in it, I still notice there's a big difference. I just don't get, oh, she quit. Oh, all right. You know, it's it's not like, ah, I can't believe that happened. I was so nice to her. You know, it's not one of those. It's it, yeah, You you totally have a different perspective. It's it's like, OK. I wonder what's around the next corner. Like, I wonder what's coming next. What is it? What is this signaling for me to do? Exactly.
0: Yeah. Because you look at. Yeah, it's because you when you're in that flow state constantly, you look at life around you through much more empathy and much more, uh, opportunity. What was it? Oh my gosh. It was this great quote by, um, Alan Alda. He said, when he started practicing more empathy, Alan Alda. Alan Alda yes. He, yeah. said when- <laughs> he said, when he started practicing more empathy, he noticed everyone around him was a lot less annoying. <laughs> and that's because when you, Oh Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When you're in flow, you're practicing more empathy, you're practicing more compassion, and everything that happens around you doesn't bother you like it normally would. You're much more chilled out, your mind is much more relaxed. Um, you know, I am definitely not a scientist by any stretch of the imagination, but we've all, not we've all, but I'm sure some of us have read those articles about how meditation literally changes your brain. So it's things like that. You are mm-hmm. putting your body in a state in which, it can have more positive hormones uh, being funneled through it instead of looking at everything through stress and cortisol and freaking out. And even if that freak out's just internal, like, oh God, I don't know what to do. Like on the inside you're screaming, but on the outside, you're like, okay, so that just happened. <laughs> um, when, you-, <laughs> yes. Yes.
1: Yes. when so you I have a really interesting question for you. Yeah. Because um, so for the for people people who may not you know like this is just a little bit woo woo and they're saying to themselves so i'm this human and we're talking about this this pisces and jupiter knocking on my door to give me gifts mm-hmm. and they're just freaking astrological astrological signs sorry and planets and all these things how on earth does that affect me when I'm just this human being doing my own thing over here in this little neck of the woods. Do you see what I'm saying? Does Mm -hmm. that make sense how I'm asking that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's a great question. It's one that um, people bring up a lot um, to which uh, I just have to say like, well, you know, it, it is what it is. Like, you don't, you don't necessarily have to believe in it for it to be true. When we, on January 6th, when the insurrection happened at the Capitol, there's um, this huge transit uh, that was happening that uh, literally the all of the like indicators for the day are like, it's a huge day of conflict and overwhelming emotion that pours out and with a propensity to violence. And, you know, I have friends that... Um, Seriously? Yeah. I, <laughs> oh my God. I have friends and I know people that are not the most keen on astrology. That's how you know they love me because I'd be like, dang, you are really a Virgo. And they're like... <laughs> Um, but even they, like when they saw that and they read that they're like, okay, look, I don't believe in astrology, but that's weird. You know? And I think that, Mm -hmm. um, if you are somebody who doesn't, uh, accept it and is not really here for it, you know, that's fine. That doesn't really change it. It doesn't change the fact that it's still happening. (laughs) I mean, the sun and the moon, like everything down to like the tiniest, like, Biology of like slugs and worms and bacteria cells. And, you know, well, so we're it, all
1: the same cells. We're well, all the same cells. Like, yeah, the tree cells are the same cells that we are. Like, it is all connected.
0: Yeah. It's and I, in the books, like, I think that um, it's a much more hopeful approach to, and it's a much more useful approach to think that you can have something that can help guide you. Now, could it all just completely be whatever you want to interpret it and be observer bias. You know, there are a lot of people that say that to which I say, okay, well, if it's not hurting anybody, <laughs> what is, what is the issue here? Right. Well, improving themselves and uh, focusing themselves yeah. and getting more concentrated on what they want out of life and how to direct themselves accordingly. I think we're very Especially in the US, I think we're very weird about anything that comes across as mysticism or mystical when really it all can be very practical. And that's why even when you look at studies for schools, they show that children that have a a mixture of both STEM and arts classes actually do better in their STEM classes than children that are totally focused on STEM our mind likes to be completely engaged on multiple levels in order to make all these different connections. And so it might seem woo woo, but to be honest, that's just a lot of cultural conditioning on our part. (laughs) It is cultural conditioning. Yeah, exactly. If you grew up in somewhere
1: where in a a Hindu, whatever, you, you would totally feel differently.
0: Yeah, no, that's a whole thing though. There's a there's actually a great podcast on that, on um, when white Westerners go to India and quite literally just lose their minds because it's so, it's like sensory overload. And then they are also like trying to find a spiritualism, but, you know, India is, India is still a place. It's not like a mystical other dimension. <laughs> still a place where there's still like normal people that are living their normal lives. It's not just like all gurus and revelations, but there's like a whole podcast. It's a great podcast um, about like the people just like losing their minds there because they're not used to being in an environment that's both so physical and so populated, but which uh, spiritualism and mysticism is much less looked at uh, like it's just it's just not looked at the same way it's looked at as a part of society and not something completely separate and outlandish and it's all woven in together yeah it's and so in the, it's in the structure yeah so it's it's yeah society. it's it's kind of crazy i think a lot of like i said i think we do ourselves a, a disservice by thinking that it's so wildly outside of the realm of possibility to be useful to our life you know it doesn't even have to be doesn't even have to be that dramatic and just be like, oh yeah, this is cool. Now I know like for the next six weeks, since Mercury's in retrograde, to leave 20 minutes early, to plan extra time on everything, to not try to plan too much into my weeks, to give myself a little bit more breathing room and to give myself space for things to go wrong. You know, it doesn't have to be like, oh my God, the moon and Mercury is ruining my life. Like, no, just make some plans. Make your plans differently. <laughs> it's logistical. Take make some time, be quiet
1: allow start start intro intro speaking to yourself allowing allowing thoughts to surface emotions to surface exactly right yeah do anything with them specifically but just be aware and let them surface exactly yes yes what other what other tips do you have for us moving forward
0: Yeah, I would say um, that it's a very good year also with all of this to, like I said, wish and dream and hope and really write out your new narrative. It's not necessarily the best year for making a bunch of new actions. It definitely can be like per person. But overall, this is a time to continue to process everything that's just happened in your life, all of the changes whether it's been a uh, career or financial or relationship, and to really reconnect it back to the core of what you want, um, almost back to that inner child where you feel most curious and happy and free and alive. It's really time to get back in touch with that part of ourselves, free from all of our emotional baggage, free from all of the ego and the need for control that we've developed over time due to our wounds or due to people hurting us or due to whatever our issue is. And really getting back in touch with that inner child will allow you to write out the narrative that you want so that um, when next year comes around, um, particularly like mid-January of 2022, that's really going to be a shift in energy in which opportunities are going to start presenting themselves to you to start making these changes because you've processed everything thoroughly, because you have moved through your emotions and how you felt. And if you know anybody that's ahead of the curve right now, like if you know somebody in your life that has a new opportunity coming up and they're just killing it and they're rocking it and you're looking at them and you're, and they're like waking up to run at like 5. AM and then having like 10 meetings and all of them are successful. And they're still like in bed by like 9 PM, 10 PM every night. And you're just like, what in the world is happening? This person is crazy. Everything else is like blowing up and still not normal. And this person is totally just killing it on all levels. Ah, uh, I guarantee you that that person, um, makes time for themselves and has used the last year, year and a half to really do the work of returning to who it is that they want to be. And they were ahead of the curve a little bit. There are some people that got that opportunity. And if you did it, that's totally fine. A lot of us just needed to have a year, year and a half to just freak out and to lose it. There's nothing that is worse about the person that's just now trying to figure themselves out and recover versus the person that did it a year ago and is now killing it. Both are on right. equally justifiable paths. It's just that um, you can't compare yourself to others. I know people say that all the time, but you know, really being able to, going back to what I was saying earlier, really being able to uh, write out your narrative and look at the things that you want, to, want the most at your core and seeing how you can make time for yourself, that's all going to lead to you being able to make the right decisions, to recognize the opportunities when they come, instead of turning away from them in favor of something that is outdated or toxic or damaging for you, um, because there's still so much to process emotionally. But it, you know, it's going to fly by. It's what the end right. of May already? Like, geez. <laughs> I know. I know. And, you know, don't be a passenger in exactly. your strength of life, you know, don't be the tail wagging the dog. I mean, the, the, um, the difficult part about being a passenger and just kind of being a victim to the energy going on around you is that you will go through the same problems over and over again with different people. Until, until you make a change. <laughs> and it's so, it's so frustrating because we've right. all been there at some point where we refuse to make a decision or refuse to leave a relationship or leave a job. And we're like, no, I can make it work. No, I can make it work. And then we notice that everything just keeps getting worse in the same way, even if it's with right. different people or different circumstances. There's signals. Yeah. There keeps being signals.
1: and The next thing that you couldn't see coming comes. Yeah. And it's just another little knock, knock, knock. (laughs) Yeah. So what would be the worst thing somebody could do during this time? Would you say that would, would prevent them from really seizing the moment? Oh, would you say not being
0: aware? Just, just. I would think back and even. (laughs) Uh, That would cause a lot of problems for yourself. But I think more difficult than that right now is thinking that you know better. So the people that are going to have the most trouble for this next year are the people that are control freaks. And I'm a certified control freak in recovery. So (laughs) I totally Totally understand the compulsion to want to try to control circumstances and everything going on around you and to want to do everything yourself because you don't trust anybody else to do it. No one's better than me. But that sort of thinking is the absolute point blank worst thinking for this next year. That's going to put you in a hole that it's going to take a, a couple of years at least to crawl out of because what you're signaling to all of these transits that are wanting to be dreamy and talk about changing who you are and changing the narrative of life and changing your role in life and putting you in this place in which you are living the way that you want to, what you're saying to them is like, I know better than that. Um, I don't care what you have to say. I'm just going to do what I want. (laughs) And that normally leads to quite a bit of uh, disaster and problems because arrogance always leads you to somewhere where you're going to get yourself in trouble. So, interesting thing, too.
1: And I would love your take on this from your perspective, which is so unique. And you're, you're very gifted, obviously. This is your purpose, this is your thing. Um, I see a lot of people succumbing to health issues, mm-hmm. lots of kidney stones, lots of, oh, I have to go to the hospital now. I don't, you know, I I, this pain is too big. I just see a lot of weird health things happening with people. Do you think that's interrelated at all with, I mean, I feel like it's probably them just coasting and not listening and just doing the thing, not deciding whether it makes them happy or not. And then just going home and drinking the beer or smoking the pot or whatever it is they do to, Mm -hmm. and then just wake up, wash, rinse and repeat. Yeah. I think um, it's like such a cycle.
0: Yeah. And it's a, it's a very heavy cycle too. I, I don't think that you're, um, too far off base with, with that perspective. I think it's really accurate. I do also want to preface that I'm obviously not a doctor, <laughs> uh, in the least bit. Right, right. So. Um, I'm not trying to put you on the spot. To, to yeah, no, you're totally fine. I just always, so I just always feel the need to say that because people always assume um, that if you're at all like spiritualist, like spiritually inclined, that you're like always 100 percent holistic. Which I do love a lot of holistic medicine, and I'm here for a lot of it. But I am also here for Western medicine as well. Like if you can go to the doctor and get an antibiotic for something. By all means, please, please go get an x ray to see that your bone is broken and get a cast for it. Like, please use the tools that are available to you, right. holistic and non holistic. <laughs> so, I just like to preface that. Uh, not just a fair, happy marriage between. Exactly. Exactly. Um, uh, in a spiritual sense, uh, in response to your question, though, um, a lot of times when we get caught in the day to day life, We do often cut ourselves off from our body in order to do what we think Mm -hmm. is logically necessary for survival. So like I need to make this amount of money to pay for this amount of things in my life to fulfill these amount of obligations to do X, Y and Z. And I will do anything necessary in order to establish that security in my life. And what a lot of people do when they do that is they start to slowly dissolve that internal connection between your mind, your heart, and your body. That's where people yeah. start driving themselves into the ground, working so hard, and they're completely ignoring their body. They're, they go to work with pounding headaches every day, and that just becomes normal to them. You know, they. And three red bulls. And three yeah. Red Bulls and like 80 shots yeah. of espresso a week minimum. <laughs> that is. uh yeah. you, No, you need it. Yeah. You start to numb yourself yeah, to your connection it. to your body. And as a result, your body is. it's just a machine at a certain level. It's like, okay, you're not taking any of the subtle signals. So I'm going to send you more. Okay. You're still not taking any the subtle signals and you're actually putting more crap in me that I don't need when I'm already struggling to do as much as I can to try to keep you healthy. So like, I don't know what to tell you, man. Like here's a kidney stone. Like here's some liver damage. Like go to the hospital, sleep, please put water in me. (laughs) It is, uh, The body is just going to continually amp up all of those signals until you actually stop. That's why so many people, when they have health crises, Um, have spiritual crisis and spiritual awakenings right afterwards, because what it does is it, it almost acts like as a reset, your body is physically resetting you. And you have to come up with a completely new mindset, because a lot of times doctors sit you down and tell you like, if you have one more drink of alcohol, like you will die. If you continue to work this hard, you will die. And so your body is physically forcing you to realign and have a new perspective that you've probably been hinted at the entire time years beforehand that maybe right. you need to start making some changes to be healthier for yourself. But you know, humans are, are stubborn creatures. We want what we want. So. <laughs> we don't like change. We want easy. Our,
1: our egos are there to say you're good. You keep doing you.
0: Yeah. Well the don't, ego, don't I mean, me go out of my mind. Exactly. And that's the whole purpose of the ego. Uh, the ego, a lot of times, can be useful because it keeps you alive. Like if you turn around and you see a bobcat, your ego is going to be the very first thing that says run. <laughs> like, you know, the spiritualist yeah. is going to be like, ah, I, this is a creature of the earth. I love it. Let me go pet it. No, your ego is trying to save your life. What it's is this you here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it's not the time to be spiritual when there's a bear or a bobcat around. The time is to figure out how to get out in a safe manner and survive. And so the ego is very good for things like that. It's when you let your ego into the the uh, emotional and spiritual aspects of your life in which it becomes damaging. And you're correct when you say that, you know, then it's saying, hey, be comfortable. Hey, be safe. Because that's the entire purpose of the ego. Its whole function is to keep you safe, comfortable, stable, and alive. But that doesn't necessarily work when you're looking for new emotional satisfaction, greater spiritual commitments, and depths and heights in your life. You can't stay safe and comfortable, unfortunately, as much as we would love to.
1: (laughs) And an overall, being in the moment, you kind of have to have everything in alignment, I guess is the best. And being in alignment means all the stuff. Yeah. All the stuff. All the stuff. <laughs> Not just the mind. Yeah. All the stuff. All this stuff. Murphy, you have one, one or, or one thing or a couple of things to share. Uh, what would be your best advice as we, as we, as we wrap up the episode?
0: Ooh, I feel like I got to take a deep breath before that. So,
1: <laughs> um,
0: yeah, we've covered a lot. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I would say it's it's probably the core best advice that could be used for any situation, um, but also especially for this year. And that's always make time to return to yourself and to love and appreciate that self, because as long as you can do that, everything else is going to work itself out. Um, you'll be able to take care of your responsibilities. You'll be able to take care of your people. You'll be able to take care of your purpose. All of that will work itself out as long as you just make time to breathe, to relax and to do the hardest thing known humanly possible, which is trust. (laughs) Yeah. And, and
1: you don't need to see, to believe you need to believe to see. Right. That's that. Yeah, it's so true. And the more like I know, the more I surrender and just allow things to be the coolest things happen. Yeah. (laughs) You know, you end up like with interviews. People are like, oh, I'd love to be on your show. Oh, I'd love to sponsor you. Oh, I'd love to do this. And you're like, it's just because I stopped trying to make things happen. Just let them happen.
0: Yeah, I had um, I actually cool. with somebody for a reading for myself in uh, recent months when I was working through some of my own issues and something that they said huh, stuck out to me just like, oh, but like I just got hit in the heart. And what they said was um, the reason things are not turning out the way that you hope is because you're asking for a lot less than what you're capable of and what the universe is wanting to give you. And so if you let go and allow your vision to be a little bit larger and informed by something other than your mind, then you actually have so much more waiting for you. And uh, that's, yeah, that was how I felt. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that was how I felt. And that's what trying to control a situation does. You know, Like I said, I am my own control freak in recovery. And that's really what trying to control does is it, it limits your perspective and it limits your ability to grow because your ceiling is what you imagine it to be. It's not what is actually possible. It's just what you think is possible. So. Right.
1: And Murphy, I still think that you are, I know you are super talented and there is much for you to do for many, many people and you need to be out there and visible for the whole world. In my opinion, you are so knowledgeable. You, you, I know you eat this information up. You're always seeking to learn and learn other avenues and other things. And you're never closed off to any other ideas, which I absolutely love about you that you're open to everything. (laughs) think you still need to do a reading with my husband. I think we still need to have that happen. Um, we'll, We'll talk about that after. And tell everybody about how they can get you and about your podcast, Conscious and Chill.
0: Yeah. So uh, you can find my podcast, Conscious and Chill, like Netflix and Chill, but um, for your spiritual self. Uh, and we are on all major podcast platforms: Spotify, uh, Anchor, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. You can find us everywhere. We are also on Instagram. And I myself am on Instagram as well. Um, at Murphy Talks. No spaces, no nothing else. That's just me. I I just talk. Uh, and then I also have a website <laughs> also, uh, murphytalks.com. Great resources.
1: Her podcast, um, is great because explains stuff and you can also rewind if you didn't quite follow what that she just said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm constantly rewinding and, go, and rewinding, and um, but Murphy, thank you for, your time today we talked about doing this a while ago and 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 how we would get you back on because you have so many messages and where to like capture just something and i loved your ideas hey we're coming out of the pandemic there's stuff we should talk about with that because it's not just you know pick up the book book and keep reading it's it's not so i appreciate your time so much today so thank you very much and until next time breathe in your second wind. Thank you for listening today. I hope that something you heard made you smile, made you think and made you feel. If these incredible stories empowered you, awakened you or left you feeling inspired, make sure to share with a friend and write us a review on iTunes so we can continue to change lives through this content. Make sure you tag us while you're listening on our Facebook group, My Second Wind, or hit the link in the show notes to join the conversation. Until next time, go ahead and breathe in your second wind.